Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 23 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about vintage clothing. Ooh, vintage clothing. You know, I have an entire closet full of vintage clothing. Do you? I do. It was brand new when I bought it, but (laughs) I haven't bought anything in years. So now I have a closet full of vintage clothing. Well, you're a collector then. That's right. That's right. I collect the clothing. I collect the dust that's landed on the clothing. <laughs> well, Wayne, you have to go in there and take a look at the labels. Oh, no, that's 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 a good idea. Yeah, you might have something good in there because you never know. Especially, do you have any Hawaiian shirts? Oh, yeah. Do you? Sure. Well, Hawaiian shirts are coming back. They're on the rise. Well, good. I never did make it to Hawaii, so... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might as well get some use out of it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of labels of different types of Hawaiian shirts. And then there's the modern Hawaiian shirts that are, I think even Columbia has some types of Hawaiian shirts. Tommy Bahama is still a good brand to pick up. I, I grab those if I'm out thrifting. One of mine is a Joe Jamaica. Is that an off-brand play on Tommy Bahama? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to research that. My trench coat is a, it isn't a London fog, it's a Manchester mist. So maybe I've just got the wrong stuff. It could be. You know, I haven't done well with trench coats, actually. You know, I'd have to to take a look at the update. Coats in particular, um, especially furs, they're like a fail ever since the, is it PETA? Yeah, I think um, PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. Oh, I've been getting it wrong all these years. I always thought that stood for people for the eating the tasty animals. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You're not a roadkill guy, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if I had to kill something, I'd be a vegetarian. <laughs> there you go. go. But just it seemed like when in the beginning, in the early years of eBay, I mean, I sold my mother's fox fur coat Mm -hmm. silver the silver fox that she wore to the playboy club and you know wore to all those fancy places and i had no problem selling it and then years later as a consignment seller i had someone send me a mink coat that was um i had a terrible time selling it just terrible really what year was that um probably about four years ago i could not sell it finally i did on auction I couldn't sell it. I shot it out on auction and it sold for $45, which was my opening bid. Wow. Yeah. Things have definitely changed in the fur coat industry. Even collars, even the fur collars on the leather coats. And even I've honestly have not had great luck with selling leather like I used to as well. Wilson Leather used to be one of the top sellers for me. Recently, I sold a Wilson Leather. I actually picked it up at um, one of, they call it the bins at Goodwill. Have you ever been to one of those? It's like a wholesale, you pay by the pound? Pay by the pound. Those are, right. you need rubber gloves to go in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, especially these days. So you have to be careful 
uh, digging through the bins, but I did find a Wilson leather jacket in there and, um, it was probably a good two years before I finally sold it. And it really, yeah, it went for like $30 recently. I can remember when those were really, really popular and bomber jackets. Yes. Now bombers are still good. Mm-hmm. You know, but then the puffy jackets came into play with um, being quite popular on eBay. And I have a consignment client from New Hampshire, and mm-hmm. she sends me clothes that personally, I mean, when I first saw them, I thought, I don't want to sound rude, but I thought they were just kind of ugly. But when I started researching them on eBay, it may not be my taste. But they were very popular, these clothes. And so I soon learned one of them was um, Cynthia Ashby. And when I started researching the brand and started looking up the labels, because I'll be honest, she sent me these labels that I was not familiar with. I did not know about. But when I started researching them, I said, okay, I'll take them. Go ahead and send them. And then when they arrived and I started looking at them and I was like, who would wear this? <laughs> but there were, um, I soon learned about the, the magic of the keywords because the keyword was called Legan Look. Legan Look is all about layering multiple pieces of clothing to create an individual look that reflects your personal style. And I started noticing that people were getting more money when they had that word in their title. And they also had the words called art to wear. And come to find out, these were artsy people that enjoyed, they were like oversized clothes that were like even too much fabric. Right. One was like this, I thought, I actually put it on my Instagram page if you want to dig deep in my Instagram. And it was like, it looked like a burlap dress that was, I would not be caught dead in. But I thought, I'm going to pull out my sewing machine and start making these. (laughs) Because they look like very easy to make Uh and they sold for hundreds of dollars. Wow. So if you're crafty, you might want to, you know, get out your sewing machine and give it a try. I haven't made time to actually do that, but um, it would be fun to try. In this day and age, I think that designers, you know, that enjoy creating dresses or, or fashion have a good shot. Oh, absolutely. And I'll I'll tell you one thing that popular for people to create and sell on eBay are ugly Christmas sweaters. (laughs) Uh, I was watching some uh, videos on YouTube, and it's crazy what people do. I mean, they do, of course, appliques, but they'll hang uh, tinsel and Christmas tree ornaments and just go overboard with decorating these basic sweaters, single color sweaters, and they'll just, it's crazy the prices that they get for them. Between, as you get into the Christmas season, as you get into fall, those things start selling really well. I mean, ugly Christmas sweaters are a big deal. Have you sold any of those on your? Yes, actually, the the market's changed on those. In the beginning, they were just hot. And you could go to any yard sale at any time of year, especially summer in Florida, and find piles of them. 
ugly Christmas sweaters, and I still will pick them up. I will still pick up those sweaters when I find them and then sit on them until the season. I actually have boxes and I'll, I'll label them not for my consignment people, but for my own picking and I'll label them by the seasons. I'll have my, um, August box that means I need to bring it out in August and start preparing those to get listed. If it'll have the fall kind of items, I know you can sell year round on eBay. It's just since I'm so busy, I save those kind of things. Um, it's just my style, but the Christmas sweaters now have evolved to where the crafty people that bling them up with lights and tinsel and right. the more crazy stuff you sew and, and attach to these with batteries, the the higher end, the more money you're going to make. Interesting. You've got some experience selling clothes on eBay. What kind of things sell best? I so just for example, um, not to shamelessly plug or do shamelessly plug my eBay store, but if you put in uh, my eBay store is a s k d a n n a dot com, and it'll take you right to my eBay store. Right. And if you just go there to the search bar and type in uh, dress, you'll be right. able to find some of the very interesting brands mm-hmm. that my clients have been selling, mm-hmm. sending me. So mm-hmm. these are. Um, clothing lines like Emory Park, um, Thomas Mayer, of course, there's current Elliot. And I've done really well with that brand. And it's funny because Louis Vuitton clothing has not been selling as well for me as like these basic um, Machino or um, brands that, you know, I wasn't too familiar with, like 3.1 Philip. Mm-hmm. Um, a brand that was pointed out to me the other day that has made a huge comeback. So Louis Vuitton doesn't sell well? Well, the clothing. I had a Louis Vuitton sh- skirt, a Louis Vuitton skirt that I couldn't move for any. And I finally um, let it go for like 60 bucks. I couldn't believe it. And it took it took over a year just to move it, hmm. which was surprising to me that Um, I have a Louis Vuitton blouse that I haven't listed yet, but I'm just amazed at the clothing on the Louis Vuitton that has gone down so much, where the purses are still up there. Mm -hmm. But the clothing, of course, these could be outdated and maybe, you know, people are looking for newer types, but that's just in my personal experience. Well, how do you know which brands are selling? Well, it's funny because when I, when you go to Goodwill or you go to any of these thrift stores, the clothing is all jam packed. The racks are so tight. You can't even think. Right. So if I have time, I usually start with the men's clothes and I'll start by going through the, the t-shirts. We talked in our very first episode about that where, where we talked about concert apparel. Right. And I would definitely still look for the interesting t-shirts with concert apparel. But I'll also jump over to the the men's um polo style shirts or the Hawaiian shirt section and start looking through those. But it's funny since I learned about leg and look clothes, I will go to the ladies rack 
And I will just start by looking at the floor. The floor? <laughs> the floor. And I'll look at the floor and I'll look for, for items that the tops, the shirts that are hanging off the rack are hanging too low. So that means it's probably leg and look, or it's got, you know, that crazy look that seems to be selling so well right now. Right. Yeah. So good tip. <laughs> So I look at the floor. I know when I went to the thrift store once with my mom, she's like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't want to go through all of those clothes because your fingers hurt. Your arm hurts from holding your purse or your fingers hurt from flipping through the hangers and looking at labels. So that's kind of what I do. Now, if I have more time to spend and I'm on my own and maybe I call it my therapy day where I'm going to go spend the day looking through the racks of clothes, then I will spend more time and, and look at the labels. Okay. Well, this is a good place to pause for a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Have you ever bought an item to resell, got it home, and discovered that it wasn't what you thought it was? With WorthPoint's encyclopedia of marks, autographs, patterns, and symbols, you'll always know what you have and what it's worth. Find over 150,000 identifiers updated weekly, covering glass, china, coins, currency, tools, and more. Don't waste your time and money. Use WorthPoint. For a 7-day, 7-look-up free trial, go to worthpoint.com. And we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, the power-selling mom, uh, discussing flipping vintage clothing. I got to tell you, though, not to brag on WorthPoint, but WorthPoint, if you go to WorthPoint to the maps section, M-A-P-S, the map section. Uh, That stands for Marks, Autographs, Patterns, and Symbols. Maps for short. Yes. So if you go and you can find it at the top, of the search bar. So if you go to the map section and just for fun, type in two words, clothing label, right? And then adjust your search over to the category of textiles, clothing, and accessories. Mm -hmm. And there are um, two over 2000 labels on the site alone. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And it's wonderful to, um, look at all of these labels in one location mm-hmm. and start to familiarize yourself with them so that right. you can develop that eye. And the great thing about WorthPoint is there's, you know, it's 26 plus pages deep. But right. if you just spend a few minutes or, you know, like, for example, if you go to page six of those, that's all about hang 10. And who right. knew that there were so many styles and designs of a hang 10 label, a clothing label. Right. And you can start to learn the years that these labels came out so that mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like Bobby Brooks, for example. Bobby Brooks is actually sold at the Dollar General store. Hmm. Back in the day, Bobby Brooks, back in my high school day, Bobby Brooks was kind of high end to be... Hmm. You know, in my high school, you were kind of it if you were wearing Bobby Brooks. So it's funny how clothing labels have evolved, not only the fashion, but the labels. So when you're out looking, you'll look, first of all, for a particular look or a particular style. What does your eye go to when, when you walk into a thrift store or a 
yard sale or garage sale, what does your eye go to automatically when you're faced with a bunch of clothes? The ugliest, the best. <laughs> the ugly, in my opinion, of course, people think they're beautiful, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm kind of heavy set, so I'm not going to want more layers of fabric hanging off of me. Right. But it's funny how how different that is. I don't remember that being popular, you know, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's kind of, I don't know if it's a fad or maybe it's been around I never noticed. Right. But it's very um, desirable, mm-hmm. very desirable. So w- once you've settled on a style or a look or something, what's the next thing you look for? The The clothing label. The label. Yes. So the next thing I would look for is definitely the clothing label. Um, example, Magnolia Pearl is a really good brand to find. And when you're researching, the, sometimes when you're researching, not only looking on WorthPoint and eBay, it's a good idea to see if they have a website. Because if they have a website, then you can go and look and see if their outfit is, um, what is the word, where it's sold out or they don't make it anymore. Um, out of stock. Out of stock. Thank you. Right. And that out of stock is going to help you with your sale because it's not available anymore. Right. So you can actually raise your price. Hmm. A great example, one of my clients first contacted me and she said, Dana, I have, you know, I want to hire you for consignment. I have all of these Kate Middleton dresses. Hmm. And I thought, wow, Kate Middleton, I didn't know she had dresses. I was at first, my reaction was sure. Of course I called her immediately, returned her call. Yes. I'd be more, I'd be very interested in selling your Kate Middleton dresses. <laughs> and then I said, so, you know, did you get these from Kate direct, you know, and I'm asking questions and she was like, no, these were not worn. No, the ones that I own are not worn by Kate. They're copycats or their brands or their styles that Kate Middleton wears or has worn to events. Right. And I never even knew this kind of um, trend even existed. Hmm. So I did a little more research. And this is why I love being a consignment seller, because you get to learn all these different things. And so I said, sure, I'll take them. Go ahead and send them to me. I'll figure it out when I get them. Right. And so when they arrived... Um, I started Googling um, Kate Middleton and the brand of the dress and Mm -hmm. up would come photos that paparazzi's taken of her wearing the exact same dress and it would show where she wore it to, whether it was in a school in India or a fundraiser, you know, and somewhere else. And now I can include that information in my description and then I soon learned that these dresses are all out of stock. They're hard right. to find. You can't find them anymore. I just sold one the other day for a couple hundred dollars. And now I've got Kate Middleton um, styles in my eBay store. Hmm. And you can even search eBay and look for Kate Middleton dress or Kate Middleton blouse or top. And it's funny because if you go to the website, you can buy these clothes, these brands, very inexpensively. Hmm. But if Kate Middleton wore it, <laughs> right, the price just soared. Right. So I found a story where Kate Middleton went into, it was called The Warehouse in London, and it's like a low-cost kind of 
um, clothing store and she went inside and she bought like five outfits to take on her trip to the Bahamas or somewhere. And she bought all of these outfits. And then um, as soon as she left, the owner went on social media saying, Kate Middleton just bought this, this, this. And the guy sold out within hours of <laughs> of all of those. And so now that style, which normally in the store would sell for $9.99 or $24.99, has now increased in value of hundreds of dollars. Wow. Isn't that interesting? It is. Where are these Kate Middleton dresses that, that you took on consignment? Where were they made? Most of them were made in England, and some of mm -hmm. them are maternity dresses. Right. And the interesting thing is my, my particular client, she didn't actually wear them. So mm -hmm. she is a fan, and mm -hmm. she enjoys you know, the thrill of getting the dresses that are like Kate Middleton that have the story right. behind it. Right. And then they hung in her closet and she didn't wear them. So they still had the tags. Wow. When you list something like that, could you call it new old stock? Absolutely. That's a, a good acronym. NOS. Mm -hmm. Right. If you have room. Um, of course, the, the major Keyword is Kate Middleton. <laughs> right. Sure. And, you know, of course, she's part of the story. So I would generally put that in my description. I would copy mm -hmm. some of that little history, um, right. you know, seen in India at a fundraiser. Um, Kate wore this exact dress. I mean, not the same dress, but pe people know. So the Kate Middleton fans know. So let me... Uh... Let me continue the, the earlier point. You've walked in, you've sorted through styles, you've looked for a particular look, you've checked the label, uh, you've researched the label. How do you arrive at a price? How do you know what to sell them? Sure. So, of course, you look at sold listings and on eBay, and then you can also go to WorthPoint, put in the brand, and always start with the brand, the label, and go ahead and look at what's been selling. And what I like to do on WorthPoint especially is look at the trend. So I like to set mine at highest price first and see what one sold for the most money. And I know some people don't like to start at that that spot, but that's where I like to start because I want to be like them when I grow up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to sell my item for as much as they did. So right. that motivates me when I see that high dollar. So that'll motivate me to go in and study their keywords, their description, their category, and what kind of photos, you know, what was that first photo? Was that the mm -hmm. most appealing? Like on Kate Middleton, for example, I noticed people were using Kate Middleton's photo as the first photo. Right. And I decided that that was not a good strategy, that people want to see what the item is first. So right. I put my photo very well edited and very well done as the first photo. And then I'll have the photo with Kate Middleton as the second photo. Right. Because that'll still show up when they come to look at the item. They're going to see that second photo. Right. Yeah, yeah. Without having to scroll through the photos. Correct. Right. And on WorthPoint, WorthPoint will pull in, I believe, four photos. And so it's important to me for accurate 
um, follow through to enhance the WorthPoint experience to have good photos, at least the first four. That makes sense. All, all of this sounds like a lot of work. So is it really worth it to sell used clothes, vintage clothes on eBay? Absolutely. Vintage clothing, selling clothes, fashion is never going to die. It's mm-hmm. never going to die. But just avoid the the lower end brands, in my opinion. Um, I will do better on Poshmark. Yeah, Poshmark and... Um, Macari. Yeah, some of, some of the other ones. Now, vintage clothing will also do well on Etsy. Will it? Yes. If you had to give advice on what not to sell on eBay, which leads into what not to buy and so on, what would it be? Well, I would definitely skip the lower-end brands that are common, um, unless they have some, you know, wonderful feature on them. However, like Chico's, brands that are, even Tommy Hilfiger Mm-hmm. doesn't do as well as people would think. Right. Personally, if you go into Ross, for example, right. and you start looking at all of the brands in Ross, suddenly, right. I mean, you can even buy coach shoes in Ross. Hmm. And I just found out the other day that Gucci is showing up in Ross. Wow. And when I noticed that, the first thing I remembered was, that's what happened to the Coach brand. When Coach started showing up in Ross, at least right. their 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 shoes, the the sales went down. I mean, the the value and the price went down. Hmm. So it's fun to go into Ross though and look up some brands. What's great about the eBay app is you can scan those labels right mm-hmm. directly in Ross, or you can right. scan the the barcode and right. use your barcode scanner with your eBay app. And you can look those up immediately. I did that. Hmm. I went into Ross one day, I started scanning barcodes, and I found they had Ivanka Trump dresses on sale for $9.99. Mm-hmm. And they really? were selling 80, 100, 200 bucks. So I bought them all. I just bought hmm. them all that they hmm. had. So Ross is a is a, something you don't want to skip over as far as right. educating yourself. The Gucci items are usually locked up, but you can, and they still will be higher than you know your thrift store or something like that. But you know you're you're getting the authentic brand because you want to make sure at the thrift stores you're not picking up. If you find a Louis Vuitton or a Gucci on a pile of purses at a thrift store. Chances are it's not going to be authentic. Right. So we're, we're coming to the end of our, of our time here. Last words. What are your last thoughts? Because you have a lot of experience with this, and in my opinion, people should listen to your advice. So what are your final thoughts on the subject of flipping vintage clothing? To have fun, because it <laughs> is fun. It's, I, you will get the fever. When you start looking through the clothing racks and you start learning what to look for, or you walk into that yard sale and they have that ugly sweater or that that blouse or coat or whatever it is hanging up and you go, oh my God, that is so ugly. That is money. <laughs> <laughs> ugly is money. So watch for those. Good advice. All right. We've come to the end of our time here and uh, I'd like to thank our listeners for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Dana, thank thank you you for all your advice. Sure. Happy shopping. Have a great flipping weekend.
You know I'm going to use that. (laughs) You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.